Welcome in everyone. Episode number 28, 1056 podcast. You probably saw the title of this episode. We have another interview in our 12 days of homebrew. No live video today. No trying beers today. Sober January is going strong, except for yesterday when I had a mimosa when Mar and I celebrated our eight years of dating. That was yesterday? It was yesterday. Hey, happy anniversary. She says thank you. She says thank you. Uh, eight years. Holy shit. Probably going to get engaged this year, but don't fucking tell her. Don't put that on. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> She's not going to listen. <laughs> this is the one episode she's going to listen to. Be like, wow, I, um, um, babe, um, I was listening. So. <laughs> I think it's a big secret we've been talking about and, for uh, eight years. Yeah, eight years. <laughs> I had a mimosa. Mar was like, uh, please have a mimosa. I said, really, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have this over a month. I, I really got sick. Um, after not having a lot of beers and this and that, and she's like, "No, no, please, it's their anniversary." I was like, "Okay, what well, fun?" And then there you go. So and he ate he <clears throat> ate seven mimosas. Yeah, dude, I ate that shit. Dude, yeah. he ate the glass. Uh, he but no beer. stop. So I might just do. I might just wait till Super Bowl Sunday to start drinking because when the Titans. Super Bowl Sunday, February second. All right, good. Titans so we'll be in the Super Bowl. Ryan the hype train. Let's talk about that, dude. Ty. Let's talk about that real quick. I don't want to talk about much about it because we no, have an let's interview listen, to get to. Isn't... We will. We won't. I'm just saying your boys, the, tr- the Titans, fucking... took down the goddamn losers known as the Patriots. Yeah, the losers. I actually don't. I don't really talk about your hype for that. Um, El Tractor Cito came out. He had like 200 plus total yards, 182 yards rushing. But who's counting, bitch? Um, defense is great. I was at my friend's house. They were a room full of. Patriots fans, and I saw uh, souls leave people's body at that last pick six. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was very respectful, and I didn't freak out. I went on the Tennessee Titans Reddit, and I just did all caps. Holy shit, we won, and everyone was giving me upvotes left and right, and that's pretty cool. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. You should have gone all in. You should have gone all in. You know what? How often? Sometimes how you gotta, often? Sometimes you got to act like you've been there. No, you ha- like no, the no, no. It's, that's not think why. that every loss is an insult. No, because uh, they also treat every win like it's their first. Yeah, and it, they deserve it. They so why? So why? It. So why would I want to be like them? Why would I want to be like the fans when we don't like the fans? Because two wrongs make it right. No, dude, three wrongs make it right. If you think about it, technically, you take a right, and you take another right, and you take another right. You took a left, bitch. No Next, you're gonna tell me one plus one equals window. Uh, equals three, actually, and it could be proven. <gasps> no, um, I can talk about Dr. Seuss again. If no, you want. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, well, congratulations on your time. Yeah, it was great, and I knew it in my soul that we were going to win. So we need to beat the Ravens, which everyone's like, oh, the Ravens are going to fucking, you know, and they may not, dude. Everyone counters out the Patriots. The Ravens are good. Titans defense is gooder. <laughs> More gooder. <laughs> We'll see you in the AFC Championship. Ooh, is that a prediction? No, that's what's happening. We'll see you on the NFC Championship. Wait. Wait, what round are we going We'll to? see that, you on the AFC that Championship. That was the wild card game. Yeah, we're going to the divisional round. Oh, okay. They're going to win that. We'll see you in the AFC Dude, Championship. Call it, call, go all in. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see you in the AFC Championship. We'll see you in the Super Bowl. We'll see you in the AFC Championship. We're on the Cincinnati. That's my Bill Belichick impression. <laughs> we're on the Cincinnati. We're on, we're on the Cincinnati. Well, congratulations. I just want to say I'm Tom Brady. Great, great I want to say something. You just did. Uh, My turn. <laughs> I got a wonderful gift from a coworker that we're gonna debut at one point on this podcast. At some point, it was a it was a flight full size replica of Leonard Nimoy, R.I.P. Spock. Anyway, go on. What was that? Sorry. No, keep going. You're not wrong. Fitted with a animatronic cat's uniform 
from the live action movie Cats, starring James Gordon. So it's Leonard Nimoy with Spock like features. No, dressed no, Leonard up like Nimoy as Spock, dressed in the cat's That's exactly what I was saying. So he has Spock-like movie. features. Yes. So he's he has Spock. like the ears, <laughs> and he has the eyebrows, and yeah. he has the hair. Yeah. And but he's also dressed up like a cat from Cats. Yes. Yes. If you don't get that for me on my birthday, I will be disappointed. That's fair. I gotta okay. figure that shit out. It was. I have. I got a flight with the Yankee symbol on each glass. Four That's glasses. That's pretty cool. It is cool. We're gonna. We're gonna. We'll use them to. To taste some beer and fun. People are very let down about your actual gift because I feel like I hyped you it. hyped it up to be an awesome one. I just felt it in the top it of was, my head. It's man. a great gift. I felt it and I was like, I'm just gonna say this, man. Dude, you should always. You should say everything. I know. You're you're very good at enabling me. <laughs> I will always enable you. <laughs> you want to try this crack? <laughs> dude, crack is whack, dude. That's, you know what? That's methed up. Methed up. <laughs> I'll be your heroine and save you. That's pretty meta, dude. <laughs> Anyway, Anyways. don't do drugs, guys. <laughs> don't do drugs. Podcast. Because this is wow. a beer podcast, and we got to talk to an awesome home brewer today, and yeah. that's what's going to be on this episode, an interview with TCR Brewing. TCR, not to be confused with TRC, because it's my initials, so whatever, dude. His name is Tyler. No, dude. Uh, surrounded His name by Tyler. <laughs> it was a great interview. He's super knowledgeable. He, he is. super insightful, has a lot of great opinions on the future of of Connecticut craft beer in the in this industry in this community that we are a part of. Yeah. He is brewing a lot of great sours over there and this is coming from a guy who doesn't like sours. Uh he's having a lot of you. success. Yeah, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me. Uh he says he, he you know, he wants to branch out to different things. We'll talk about that in the interview. We signed him. We are now his PR people. We're his agents apparently yeah, and, so and we're going to rip him off a lot and, of, and they're going to make a movie about he's it. He's had a lot of breweries reach out to try to make beer and we've had to shut a lot of people out. So breweries <laughs> out there. So, he, for the people at home, he's so crock of shit. We're not anything. <laughs> You're selling uh, it too hard. Um a lot of people have reached out. We've had to say no. He's been really busy making some really good stuff. And That's um, true. You know, uh, hopefully some people are, are, um, are free enough when he's free to, to put something together. So What I want, yeah, and you'll hear about this in the, in the interview, so I'm not going to get too much into it, but yeah. we met him at um, Brewer's Ball. Yes. And what Press I want group. for people out there who are listening, some of, maybe some of our friends – who don't frequent those type of events to look into Brewers Ball at Bad Sons Brewery in Shelton. Yes. And some other events that we've talked about on this podcast because people like Tyler and TCR Brewery, these home brews are out there and they have these really cool, fun beers that you can't get at a brewery. You can't you, do that shit. You can't get them at a at a at a liquor store or a bar really. You, ha- you if you want to try them, you got to know the guy or yeah. you go to these events. So I implore those my friends out there and our friends and and other listeners who don't go to those things to go to it, find TCR, try his beer. It's great. Yeah. You got to love it and cuz he's a really cool guy and talk to him and tell him you heard of you heard about him on the Tevez's podcast. I don't know. It was also our shortest interview. It was a, it's, it was a, like a half hour. It was but clean. It was chock full of goodies. It's always good, man. Whether it's two hours or a half hour, you know, it's, it's, you know, we say, the world is your autobahn. Just drive that shit until you stop, my friend. Never stop. How was that? Pretty good. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm eating clean, I'm, man. My my brain is not a noodle anymore. I feel good. Were you drunk for like three months? No comment. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, okay, so I'm doing, I haven't seen you in about a month. You saw me last I week. I haven't seen you since last year. So. You're the worst, okay? We Where don't tolerate that shit in this episode. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I I'm doing I'm basically yeah I basically am doing whole thirty other than the bagel I had with my mimosa. So dude, fuck you. You take away that one meal, sober ass month. I'm doing whole thirty. Yeah, no, I mean like I get it. People who are like sober for their like their health and all that. Like yeah, I feel a lot clearer. Do I want to go? Did I want to go see Beer Lava at twelve percent? Yeah, I did. I missed the guy. What a great guy. And I couldn't go. And my friends, shout out to Rob, maybe bringing me beer from Evil Twin. Can't have it for another three weeks. It sucks. I'm Jerry Seinfeld. That's my Jerry Seinfeld impression we were it's, doing it, before the show. Great. Anyways. George, I'm in New York City. <laughs> I'm a Mets fan. Enough of our bullshit. Let's get into um, the, the interview with, with TCR. Yes. And uh, do you wanna do you wanna do a little outro after the fact since it was shorter? Nah. All right, so then we'll, that's enough of our voices. I, I feel like we'll voices. just give it to TCR and he carried at it. <laughs> so we're gonna um, say we have another interview coming up this week. It might come out. Uh, this episode is either gonna come out on January seventh or eighth. Uh, we have another interview coming up this week. We're not gonna tell you what it is because it's probably gonna be one of our biggest interviews as far as like just social media following. Yeah. Uh, by Rich. by a pretty good chunk. So we'll 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 we'll. Uh, We'll hint at it maybe earlier, but we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about it. Yet. We're not gonna even bring it up. We're so. not. I'm not even gonna hint at it at all. Um, so right now, yeah, we got TCR Brewing. We're rolling on the 12 Days of Homebrew. I'm gonna check his name off of my list. And Jeff while you is- do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead us into it. Raise hail and praise Dale, and enjoy our interview with TCR Brewing. See you next week. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, this is episode, I think, 28 of 1056 Podcast. We're here in 2020, the first official show of 2020, Ooh. even though the last episode was on January 1st, 2020, but no one's counting. Um, we're continuing on our interview series. That sounds like we're NPR. I don't like that. We're continuing no, on our interview series. <laughs> here on NPR, we're everybody. <laughs> we're continuing on talking to homebrewers, to beer people, to beer fans, to, to everything in between. And um, we're, we're really fortunate to have here um, a homebrewer new to the scene, um, someone who we've met at a couple beer fests, became a huge fan of his sours, Never forget it until I texted him. I said, I really like that beer. He goes, no, that was from the other fest, so I'm really bad. Um, How embarrassing. (laughs) I am very pleased to welcome on Tyler from TCR Brewing. Tyler, how how are you, sir? Hey, how's it going, guys? It is is good. Um, First question, not as much of a question, uh, great name. So I'm just going to start right there. That's great. You done kissing his ass? Nope. (laughs) God, I'm so embarrassed. We have the same initials initials just in a different order, too. So I'm Uh, TRC or TC. Oh, no way. Okay. I I got very confused for about a month, and I was like, is it the same initials? It's not. uh, Do you want the room to yourself? No. No one likes the third wheel. No one likes the guy in the corner watching. Nobody wants that. No, I will will just treat (laughs) Tyler like he's not a guest on this show, like a Person. You wow. know what? I'll treat him like a person. I'll start off with a question. <laughs> I, we're sorry in advance, Tyler. You know, we're, we're, we're very sorry. Uh, so, so like he said, you were new, and like you said before we started recording, you started in 2017. What, what Before that, before you were like, I'm going to start brewing beer, Where? what is your journey? How did, uh, how did that thought come to be in the first place? Man, all right. Uh, it all happened very fast. Um, I'm 25. 
so I haven't even been drinking craft beer that long. Uh, good maybe cover, early. Good cover, good cover. <laughs> well, before early. 21, it was Keystones, we know. <laughs> Coors Light. That's yeah. right. Light and Bud Lights. Yeah. Mike's, Mike's hard. Mike's hard. There you, um, there you go. That was the drink of choice for me for a while. But, um, yeah, early 2017, uh, some of my friends were really into craft beer, and that's when I started kind of drinking it, and as soon as I got involved in going to different breweries and stuff, that's when I realized I'm like, man, this is awesome. Uh, I'd love to try to make it myself. And then I just kind of started within a couple months. Um, yeah, I'm a chemist. I got my bachelor's degree in chemistry. So, uh, being a scientist, I, I figured why not give this a shot? Um, it looked like it was a lot of fun and, uh, the craft beer scene was really cool. And I found out soon enough that the, the home brewing scene is even cooler. Yeah. Um, very cool yeah yeah and it's, it's funny that you say that i i think you mentioned that you come from like a chemistry background um yep. but we interviewed matt knight and he's like an engineering background it's always yep. for the most part i think there's another homebrew black helmet i don't know if they're firefighters i don't know if they you know, are science background as well yep. but it always seems to come from like a like a stem like a science or kind of like math background did you Absolutely. know yeah did you know before getting into it like it's gonna be this much prep work and there's going to be all these ingredients and sanitation and this and that or are you just like eh, beer's expensive i want to make my own like, how hard was your oh fuck when you first brewed your own your, your own beer very yeah. very <laughs> i had i had no idea what it was going to be like all i knew was i'm like if all these breweries are popping up everywhere in the state and there's so much good beer i'm like how hard could it be i'm like i could totally do my own i could i know how to cook so i could make beer right um oh, yeah. But it's it's a lot like cooking in the sense that there's a bunch of different ingredients, but mm -hmm. the thing is, you've never used any of those ingredients before, and um, none of the processes are the same. Everything has to be sanitary, like you said, and it's all the cleaning, and it's a lot of it's a lot of hands-on work. Um, that's why I thankfully have, uh, my brother and my cousin help me out a lot with okay. uh, a lot of the batches and stuff. Uh, just there are a lot of the muscle behind some of the work that I do. But yeah, I was. Uh, was not ready for the, the amount of work that it was going to take to make not only a batch of beer, but good beer on top of that. What was your first, th what was your first batch that you were proud of? Uh, for, well, so first batch I was proud of was my first one. Honestly, um, I did a sour wheat beer and I added a fresh picked fruit. Um, I had cherries and blueberries for one, and then I had blueberries and raspberries and the other. So I did a two gallon batch and I split it with each of those fruits and uh i was amazed at how how well it came out mm -hmm. but um everything was downhill from there <laughs> <laughs> you know that's like this podcast anyway so it's all good uh, yeah, i set I, the bar yeah <laughs> set the bar, set the bar high. real high and then try to make that hurdle again and see what happens yeah because yep. no good. dude it, it, I, i'm sure i'm sure you're just being self-deprecating and i'm sure <laughs> yeah. it's all, it's, <laughs> i haven't had all your beer but dude it, i'm it's great from what i've had yeah, because I, I know if I didn't check it in, but I did have Kokomo Sack Solo. I did have yep. uh, Cure, the Montu, my Montuca Hornindel. How, how bad did I butcher that? Oh, God. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> almost, yep. Um, yeah, so. Montuca yep. Yeah, there, that, that's, yeah, that's way better. It's a <laughs> slight flex. He's like, I'm just going to sneak in there. He butchered no. it so bad, he's covered in blood right now. <laughs> um, I remember both of those, I, I actually enjoyed a lot. Uh, and I feel like 
when a lot of uh, maybe in Connecticut and maybe I'm speaking absolute, but when a lot of homebrewers like start out, they usually have a good staple like IPA or a lager or, or something like that. And that was kind of the reason why you stuck out was because you did sours, which is already kind of hot and cold. Like Jeff hates sours. I love them. Yep. There, there really is no middle. And I for someone, a few that I was okay with. Okay, yeah, well, that, that's for sure. Well, there's one person in the middle, and it's Jeff. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know, you kind of came out. You're relatively young to the homebrew scene. You started making a, a sour. So, you know, what was it that kind of like had you go in that direction as opposed to just doing an IPA and, and sort of having that be your foundation? How dare you be different? Why don't you just make an IPA after IPA? Who do you think you are? So, <laughs> so, so it's a pretty simple answer. It's uh, I make beer that I like to drink. Um, I'm not a huge fan of IPAs. I mean, I, I like them, don't get me wrong, but I'm very picky with them. Um, I don't like a lot of bitterness. I like the soft, kind of chewy, uh, fruity, floral kind of New England-style IPAs much more than... Um, kind of hot bombs and some of those kinds of beers so simply put it's just i make the beer that i like to drink um when i first was introduced to craft beer it wasn't long before i found sour beers and uh loaded with different fruits and stuff like that and that's what i gravitated towards to drink and i figured i gotta try to make these too yeah and i know i, I saw here you've done like new england ipas you've, you've made those i'm not I know that souring, it's like you're purposely like souring like the beer. Isn't that like you're basically like overdoing it? Is that really in uh, short? Yeah, so so when you when you make a sour beer, so there's, and I'll be clear, this is just like the, the kettle souring process mm-hmm. for any brewers that are listening. Um, this is the, the quick and dirty way to make a sour beer, but mm-hmm. you're dirty. basically taking the beer, but instead of... <laughs> 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 before you add... Before you add your yeast to your unfermented beer, you're actually just going to add some lactobacillus or some souring bacteria, which is going to eat a little bit of your sugar and uh, turn that into lactic acid and some other uh, characteristic uh, compounds that give you those sour flavors. Um, and then once once it's at the desired level of sourness for you, then you go ahead and kill off the bacteria and continue on with the boil and how else you would uh, make the rest of the beer. Oh, gotcha. There you go. I've, you know, I've always wanted to know, and I feel like I've asked and I've always forgotten the answer, so I appreciate it. I might ask you again if I see you at a beer fest, so. Yeah, no. of course. <laughs> no, I, uh, that's pretty simple. Um, so follow up to that. Uh, what, like, sour, I guess in Connecticut, are you, like, a big fan of? Is there anything that, like, you're trying to compare or at least try to, like, build off of as far as, like, a Connecticut brewery as opposed to you homebrewing? Yeah, all right, so two things with that. Um, ultimate goals would be Kent Falls status. Uh, their okay. barrel-aged sour beers are yeah. top top the line. Those are, um, those are actually some of the beers that really got me into not only drinking craft beer, but uh, wanting to make it. Um, gotcha. And that's when I realized that there is so much more to sour beers than uh, uh, just quickly making a batch. Um, we're talking, you know, at the homebrew scale, a couple weeks to make a batch of beer, but for some of these complex barrel-aged sour beers, you're talking months to years yeah. for some of them. You said um, that was Waymaker, or what was the name of it? Uh, Kemp, just Kemp Falls in general. Um, what they do. Uh, yeah, oh, so oh I thought there beers. was like a specific sour. Never mind, I'm sorry. He's looking at um, that. Yeah, I have it on, on tap. That's why I was <laughs> like, I want to follow along. Uh, yeah, so um, 
uh, maybe in like 2017, early 2018, like their their different coses that they were making, they were cranking out a bunch of them every couple months with a bunch of different fruits. Um, those are some of like the pinnacle beers that really got me, like I said, into craft beer and into wanting to brew my own. Um, I have one beer right now that I'm I've been aging for about a year and a half now. Wow. Um, it's a uh, sour. It's um, a lambic style sour it's been aging on cherries and that's tasting delicious so um maybe this year we'll get to bottle it and hopefully year or so down the road maybe uh to get that in some people's hands i would i would not be opposed to that maybe get him in his hands maybe get him in my hands (laughs) his hands are bigger than mine so you can probably fit two in there come back on and we'll do a tasting yeah there we go boom that's what he was waiting for that thanks for talking with us i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, I had a great question and it's gone. You forgot it? Yeah. So I'm you. I'm gonna replace it with this unrelated question. Yeah, go for it. How many people tell you that you look like Justin Timberlake? Go. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I feel like my girlfriend said that like when we first met a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, see it now. I, just, I honestly see oh, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't get that one often at all he gets he uh, gets john mayer a lot thoughts go uh honestly i don't even know what john mayer looks like good so. don't look him up <laughs> yeah asking the wrong guy i'm not i'm not self-deprecating but i just don't see it i don't know he was born in bridgeport yeah. i was born in bridgeport so oh no uh you know no, i'm just saying there's a lineage there somewhere. yeah i, I guess know. so yeah. you know you never know it's, it's there i remember my question from before <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness for distractions uh, so so TCR you have you have a brand you have you have a logo you have a bunch of beers is and you have names for your beers are you looking to go further with that or are, are you looking to just kind of keep this as like a hobby what do you, what do you what are your kind of aspirations for this whole project well this uh, uh, I guess this past year has taught me that this is awesome hobby something that I love to do and would love to take further but uh, there's still a long way to go. Um, yeah. I spent a lot of this last year after working for these, um, to prepare to participate in these brew fests, spent a lot of time um, trying to hone in my craft. Uh, I think I set the bar pretty high for myself. Um, and all the positive feedback that I've gotten has been overwhelming, but I've dumped a lot of beer over the last year or yeah. so. Um, just not getting it right i've been spending a lot of time reading so many books um i've been trying to perfect uh a milk stout i've been Mm. working on honing in an ipa recipe Mm -hmm. i've been doing that because that's a staple that uh i want to be able to enjoy and i know others are at least have one out there (laughs) yep gotta have one um i'm excited for i want let me know on that milk stout when that eventually happens i'm curious on it (laughs) Yeah, I've been uh, working hard. Um, I've dumped a lot of them. I got one in the keg right now that's been, I've revamped my recipe, so we'll see how that's tasting in about a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, got some other, uh, oh yeah, so, sorry, back on back on track to the question. <laughs> no um, <laughs> I would love to have my own brewery one day, but uh, we're still years and years off from that, so. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's funny, it's, uh, we, we asked um, we asked Matt Knight, you know, the same question, um, yeah. and, you know, he's been doing it for a, a good chunk of years, too, and he's like, you know, I'd love to, but he's worked with, like, Kinsman and, and Voracious and Fairfield Craft Dales, yeah. and he's really gone, like, behind the scenes of, like, what it takes, and he's like, you know, it's 
I think he loves doing it as like a very like good hobby, and I think you know it might just stop there. But you know, I mean, you never know. Have um, you? Have you? Sorry, no, that, that was it. Like, oh. You know, it's 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 funny how it just everyone makes like great beer and just where everyone wants to go with it, the answer is always right. different. That's what I love about. Have it. you done work in breweries? Have you been able to like learn under beer masters or whatever? Nope, I've uh, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. I'm. I've asked a couple guys at some breweries. Um, no luck yet, but um, I would love that opportunity. You uh, hear that, folks? You hear that out there? <laughs> there you go. TCR Brewery, Tyler. Open. Looking for work. Open Looking audition. Work. Actually, we got to rephrase we'll this. Free. We, we got to rephrase this. You've been so busy honing your craft, and you've been getting a lot of requests oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. now yeah, yeah. you're opening the the doors up. Yeah. To you're you're now open for interviews for so. considerations. We can be your <laughs> we can be your hype man. So we we can we'll, definitely we'll be your agents. Yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be your PR people. So it'll be it'll be great. Awesome. We'll, we got to say no to a couple people that you might want to say yes to just to yeah. neg them to have them come back. It, it, you know, it's it, it, we gotta lay the groundwork. You know? No, and then one day, and one day they'll make a movie about us. You, you were, you were a struggling, a craftsman, and we were your agents, and we yeah. weaseled our way into your contracts. Yeah. We stole all your stole money. Stole my money. Yep. And 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 we will be played by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> and John Mayer. And John and John yeah, Mayer, dude, he, two movies. Paul Giamatti played an agent that stole the artist's money. He was in Love and Mercy, which and, was about the Beach Boys, and Adrian and, Cody Banks, and, and and he was also in uh, Straight Outta Compton, and he stole their money too. <laughs> so I just figured that would just be us. It's a it's a great story, folks. <laughs> Don't spit your water out. That'd be I'm embarrassing. I'm good. I'm good. Right. Um, so we talk about this a lot. We talk about the trend. In 2020, obviously, you kind of have your finger on the pulse with beer, the fact that you make it. Um, we always talk about it, you know, what's coming for 2020. You know, with me, I with doing this podcast, I try to keep up with trends and, and, and kind of what's coming next. Um, in your opinion, what are you going to – what are, are we going to see more of or see less of in 2020 from actually like a Connecticut beer scene? So now kind of talking more big picture. Okay. Um, well, when you say trends, first thing that came to my mind was the the brew IPA from last year, and even that has already kind of died out. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a quick burst. Um, those were disgusting. I did not like those at all. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad right. to see that style kind of well, uh, die didn't, off. Didn't Two Roads make one? It was supposed to like is like uh, a dry yeah. brew or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I had that when that was when they had that as like a pilot beer and oh. I did not like that back then. So I don't know if they tweaked it since they released it, but um, I, that's just not me. Yeah. Not I didn't for hate me. That. Yeah. But go on. Sorry. I didn't mean to uh, Yeah. Um, as far as beer styles that are going to be trending, I'm not so sure if I can uh, put a finger on something like that. Um, I know the Connecticut beer scene is really like seeming it's swelling. Uh, there's just way too many breweries and there's, yeah too many breweries that just aren't making great beer yeah um some breweries are just cranking out all different styles some breweries are sticking to what they know and Mm. doing it well but uh there's a handful of breweries out there that i just don't see how they're profitable um i don't know if somebody thought it was just going to be a quick cash grab uh or what it was but yeah um i don't know where the growth is i don't know what the numbers are and i don't know if we're going to see as many breweries open in the coming year, if any are going to be closing or what's going to happen, but um, I obviously hope more keep opening, and I hope the business keeps booming. But 
yeah, we'll see. We'll, well see what got, happens. It's got to that. cap out eventually, right? It's got to like you can only have so much in in one small state, and I know they're kind of so, spread out, but you know. Right. So the the counter argument I've heard to that is, well, are people ever going to want to stop drinking beer? And the answer to that is no. No. Right. no. And I mean, there's plenty of bars for every brewery. There's how many bars in the state? So, um, if some breweries go that route where they're focused on just being like the neighborhood bar that also makes their own kind of beer, then that's fine. But as far as like, if you want to make it make great beer in the state, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna. There's some tough competition out there. So. Yeah, and and expanding outside the state. You know, yeah. Like what? Well, I'm just I'm saying we expanding outside of the state, pushing oh, those beers outside of the state. I know Two Roads is you know the biggest one, and they yeah. can yep. they can do that, but they're basically know, national. Yeah, point, but yeah. like that, we have a lot of breweries that are also putting out really good beer that aren't really having that as much of a reach. And what what point will they have that reach? And other parts of the country kind of seeing what Connecticut's capable of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'd love to see uh, more more Connecticut breweries being able to distribute their beer to a broader uh, broader uh, audience outside of the state. Yeah, and, and within the state too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And you know, it's For funny sure. too. And I, that's something we always bring up too. But there's so many breweries that do collaborations. It's something that's so unorthodox in any industry: food and beverage, retail, whatever. Um, like you, you really don't see this as frequently as you do, and like I just saw on Travis's Instagram, they're doing a collab with Kinsman and yep. Little House. Now they're doing three yeah, different it was breweries. A big one. Um, but no, it, it's interesting. We're seeing all these like breweries kind of come together, and you're seeing them start to like merge. And I think maybe in the next five years, you're going to start to see some that are going to close down. Um, I feel like that bubble is going to burst maybe a little bit later than people think. But I, I think you might get. For instance, it's not really going to happen, but a Tribus and a Kinsman, let's say, I mean, they might just form under one umbrella or one parent company is going to say, all right, you know what? Like, we're going to buy 20 of these breweries. They're going to be called something and they're going to have this distribution and sell at these places. It, it sounds bad, but I feel like that might be the future if people want to still want beer. There's, there's a phrase for that that I just made up that is catching on as of right now, and that is called Amazoning that shit. Which yeah, means buy yeah. it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your thoughts on that? Though? That's that's interesting because I've uh, I've never actually thought of it like that. I've never thought of there being some kind of consolidation, right? You always hear right. like uh, in the homebrewing community, people always crapping on uh, like Anheuser Busch, AB InBev, and right. stuff for when they buy when they buy like say Goose Island. It's like you can't drink Goose Island anymore because they're they're not they're not a craft brewery or they're not independent. They're owned by the big guys, and it's like. One, I think that's stupid. I think if it's a good beer, you should drink it. But I never thought of that happening like on a small scale locally um, in the state. And that would be really, really interesting. It's, yeah. it's not – it's competitive but not like that kind of competitive. Right. You know, it's, right. It, it, there's, there's more collaborations. There's, there's, there's like, it's like features on a rap album. There's so many collaborations yeah. going on. I was just at Broken Symmetry yeah. and they had a plum beer that, and they made that with Reverie. Like there's – um, there's just collaborations up the wazoo, so it's like less co- uh, consolidation and more collaboration. Ooh, yeah. So Put that on me, a sticker. The, the, <laughs> to me, I think the the collaboration stuff is almost more of a way to manufacture some hype. To me, in my opinion, I don't I don't know how much of it is about so much the camaraderie of the breweries, more so as 
hey, we know if we uh, make this limited one-time release beer between the two of us, you yeah. know, um, everybody can benefit from it. Well, whatever the the um, the motives are, I guess uh, the consumer can benefit from it, and both breweries. So it's win-win-win all around. Yeah. But you know, I. I'm more of a pessimist, and I, yeah. <laughs> I tend not to look at things as like, oh, um, like everybody's well, happy and loves each other. Sure, but yeah. then when there's money being flown or thrown around, like the people put money oh, yeah. into things and trying to make money, then yes, you're 100% right. Yeah. Let's not right. kid ourselves. I agree. You know, and I think in the next five years, I, th- I feel like we're going to see like a like a prominent place close. You know, you have these, some of these places are in the corners of Connecticut or e- anywhere, really, that maybe has yeah. like a low population area. You're like, in five years, might be like, how are they still around? But they might have a good following. Um, but, you know, for example, not that they're going to close, but you think back to this past summer where Stony Creek got rid of, like, their head brewmaster yeah. and, like, two other big prominent people on, like, the sales side and yeah. had to essentially start new uh, because, you know, the brewery itself is amazing. It's probably one of the nicest breweries, taproom areas, maybe in the state, just because you're right on the water like that. That's awesome. Yep. Um, but I feel like a lot of people say their staple beers are so-so and most of their beers are, you know, so-so and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and dig them, but, um, it's just kind of what I've noticed myself and just with, with other people too. So, you know, over time with more of these smaller spots trying to open up, like Illicit, for example, just opened up and they're pretty big and they might take over Manchester. You see all these places kind of coming in. I feel like we're going to have a bigger brewery that's maybe been around for a while that's gonna say you know what you know i'm out you know and and um and and, and kind of like shutter their doors um and that's maybe sounds really pessimistic now too but you know eventually i think everyone is very quick to be like the bubbles burst and it's it's too much it's oversaturated now and, and this and that I, I still think we're gonna see growth in the we're next five years yet. i don't think we're there yet connecticut's not as small as people say even though it's a third smallest state but um, from a beer standpoint, there's still so many passionate homebrewers like yourself, like other people we've interviewed and met and seen at these beer fests. It's like someone else is going to take that spot eventually, whether they think it's a good idea or not. People are just going to want to do right. it. Right. You know? Yeah, it's interesting you say about the, uh, the Stony Creek thing because it seems to me what happened, they're, they're on this big rebrand now. And I'm wondering if it was just, I don't know if it was sales or, or popular opinion or something was, wasn't going right with their their previous brand and now it seems like they're trying to shake it up shake up the styles of beers they're making the can art and everything yep. it's like i feel like they kind of pigeonhole themselves into that like west coast kind of on the east coast style of yeah. beers and stuff yeah and i don't know if uh that was working out for them that might be what what caused uh you know those firings that they had and uh the layoffs and now the um the recent rebrands and stuff well yeah. Yeah, I think every brewery has got to find its niche. Um, so, so yeah. there, I'm going to ask a question because there's not exactly a Wikipedia page on you. <laughs> um, have you have you entered your not. beers into any like competitions or anything? We know that some homebrewers decide to do that. Um, have you decided to do that, or would you ever do that if not? Um, no, I haven't done that about it. But all the beer that I like to make is typically so unorthodox uh, that it typically doesn't fall into the we have the BJCP uh, style guidelines for beers and most of these competitions follow those guidelines and uh, yeah most of my beers are don't fit into those categories so uh-huh. I tend not to uh, focus on brewing style specific beers 
You really are breaking yeah, the mold, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also breaking the bacteria, Jeff. Not intentionally. You dork. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> um, no, I, I honestly think, you know, your sours are, are really, really good. And, and I... Thank you. Um, even though, like, I remember at Brewer's Ball, I totally fucked up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love that beer. You're like, oh, yeah, that was at the other one. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember those, like, Kokomo Sack Solo and Cure. Um... Those two really stuck out to me because I was like, huh, like, there's not a lot of sours. I know there's the other guys, Loaded Dragon, who do, um, like, a sour patch. It's like sour mm-hmm. ale. And that's, yep, like, another, like, yeah, and they're awesome guys, too. One. They love rap. I, like, yep. talk their ear off at the events because they're, like, they try to name their beers after, like, rappers and stuff. And I like rap. And okay. I, I feel like a lot of homebrewers always talk about, like, rock and classic rock and this and that, and no yep. one ever is like... It's called dad rock to you. Yeah. How dare you know, it's like, oh, let's let's make... Oh, I forget. It's something off of um, I can't, Trippy Red, and it was like Trippy Baby Dragons, and it was like an homage yep. to like Trippy Red, and I was like, alright, cool. Like, someone is fucking doing something different in addition to, like, what they put in their beer. So, yep. it was like, you too, them, because it was a good beer, and obviously it's made with Sour Patch, and, and you... Which is a solid, easy tasting sour. Um, I would say submit it. Just you know what? As your PR people, I would say find a sour contest and just submit it. So that that would yeah. be your first piece of advice. So yeah. we'll invoice you once the movie comes out. But yeah, 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 yeah. You sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect. But yeah. So as far as twenty twenty goes, are you going to be going back to Brewers Ball if they do it? Or what's kind of like your roadmap as far as festivals and all that go? Where can people see you? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for twenty twenty, I got nothing on the books right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got. Yeah, I'd love to do the Brewers Ball that they hold at Bad Sons. I think last year was the second year they did it. Uh, that's in yes, mid to late April. I think that is. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to do that again. That was my first event last year, and uh, that was awesome. That was yeah. a great time. So I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that again. Uh, the other event I did last year was was at the uh, Brass City Brewing Queue. Oh yeah, in in Waterbury, and that was in uh, the beginning of September. So that's the other event that I'd like to do this year. We were at both of those. I don't know what so, uh, to do. Those great. We will be at them again, especially if you're there. Yeah. Like, very, very <laughs> yeah. So um, and as I went you know, to events and met more homebrewers last year. I kept hearing of these events that I had no idea that homebrewers were able to serve at. So there was a uh, crazy brew bash that happens in, uh, on Mount Southington. Yep, I think I that's that. October. I would love to do that, uh, this year. I'd like to do, uh, another one in, in the summertime. Um, smoke in the Valley, I wasn't able to do this year. So maybe yeah. that would be another good one. But yeah, yeah if, uh, if there's a homebrewing, uh, event that's coming up, Someone let me know. <laughs> yeah, so I can make it. <laughs> yeah, we, we will. Um, and um, I know we're, we're just about at a half hour. So, um, yeah, you know, absolutely. So, uh, no, Tyler, we, we really appreciate you coming on. And um, it's it's really awesome. You know, the, the point of us doing, like, the tw- it was supposed to be, like, the t- a 12 days of Christmas homage. And then I was like, wait a second. Everyone celebrates Christmas, and it's super busy. So I, like, did zero <laughs> planning ahead of time. Yeah. That's, you know, it's the first year bump. You, you, you make yeah. those mistakes. We'll be making that mistake again for five more years. Yes, we will. That's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. So, um, no, I, and the reason why we like to do this is, like, to just bring, like, new perspective in. And you're yeah. a younger guy like us and someone who has liked craft beer for as, you know, almost as long as it's been around. And now you're actually making your own beer. So you're going even that step further. So, um it's always interesting to see. Plus, you make killer sours. You got that jam coming out. You know, it's probably going to taste great, too. So, 
Um, Jeez, Ty, buy him dinner first. Uh, it's called being polite, okay? He took a time out of his day to talk to us. We're two weirdos that are in my basement, you yeah. know? Like, come I on. sleep here. Yeah, you do. You sleep in the fucking shit. It's true. It, uh. <laughs> hey, Tyler, thanks for joining us, man. I'm right here, dude. Get, would you get away from me? I'm out. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for joining. Not a yeah, problem, we appreciate guys. it, man. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Take it easy. All right, bye bye. TCR Brewing. Yes, Let's TCR. Check what? them out. Yeah. yeah TCR wait, wait. Brewing. Yes. Wait. Plug your plug your uh, social media one more time. Uh, at TCR Brewing on Instagram and, and Twitter. Uh, no Facebook. Uh, I'm working and, on that. And on <laughs> And on Untapped. Oh, Untapped. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I got a couple uh exciting um beers coming out soon so uh Boom. hopefully i can come back on and we can do a tasting or absolutely like we we will have those we oh, are ready we're gonna do it all in person It'll be great all right tyler thanks oh, so much uh, yeah man keep you guys updated take care guys peace right, thanks for listening everyone we got a whole lot of new money though